0: Port Alberta. Amplify, Nanaimo.
1: Amplify, Vancouver. Amplify. Welcome to our first podcast in the Amplify Canada 12-part series. We thought we'd begin with an explanation of what we're up to and why we're doing it. The series is sponsored by Patterson Media, so it was natural for us to talk to Rod Schween, its president. He came up with the idea and then, with his team, built the entire Amplify Canada project. But what we didn't anticipate was our second interview. An extraordinary interview with iconic businessman, 92-year-old James Pattison. He's the embodiment of a small business owner who's made it big. So with all this great material, we thought why waste any of it and decided to make the podcast in two parts. Amplify Edmonton. Amplify the battle for Trump. Amplify Prince Albert and area. Amplify Winnipeg. Amplify. 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 Part 1. The Visionary. James, call me Jimmy, Pattison. Behind every small business dotting our Canadian landscape, sustaining our communities and economy, are the visionaries. The people who come up with the ideas for the business and then work really hard to make them happen. Jimmy Pattison is the ultimate Canadian example of this. From humble beginnings,
2: he's built an empire. The main thing, in my opinion, is don't give up. And if it doesn't work, try the second time or the third time, maybe a different way.
1: That perseverance has paid off. Today Jimmy Pattison employs 51,000 people and has operations in 565 locations worldwide. His office is in a glass high-rise building across from Vancouver's Fairmont Hotel. Below, cargo ships pass under the Lionsgate Bridge. People stroll with their dogs along the seawall. A few business people who've returned to offices walk between the downtown buildings. Jimmy's sitting in a large black leather chair next to a pale wood conference table. His face is dramatically lit, half in shadow. His hands are busy taking notes. He smiles easily. His eyes light up when he talks. You'd never guess
2: he's 92 years old.
1: What about your grandparents, Jimmy? What do you recall of your time with them?
2: My parents' parents were Americans. My mother was born just outside of New Haven, Connecticut. She was adopted by a family called the Adams family, and they moved from Delaware to Major Saskatchewan and became homesteaders in 1901, and everything moved by horse. My mother grew up, in the place there that was 57 miles from the closest doctor. In the case of my dad, the Patterson family, they grew up in Southern Ireland, and they came to Crystal, North Dakota, and then they moved to Delisle, Saskatchewan, because they read an ad in the paper in the States that said if you come to Canada and you farm the land for 10 years that you could own the land. So they became homesteaders in Saskatchewan, in Delisle.
1: Growing up, Jimmy's family had very little.
2: We didn't own a house. We lived in a furnished house. So I knew if I was gonna get something, I was gonna have to work for it. So my incentive was very easy. I delivered Newspapers door-to-door, I sold magazines, the Saturday Evening Post. I sold uh, flower seeds, garden seeds, door-to-door. All I knew, if I wanted something, I better go to work for it. So I I learned early on that good work uh, usually gets good results.
1: Not just hard work, but values. One could say very Canadian values that he learned from his
2: parents. I couldn't have had better parents. My dad worked as a volunteer on a Skid Road mission down at 40 East Hastings Street. He had a a day job, but he he spent three or four nights every week down on Skid Row at a gospel mission working to help people who had uh, disadvantages in their life. I learned to play the trumpet in those days and played my trumpet down at the mission. I saw a lot about worlds. Sometimes if you live in a nice district, you don't see how the other half of the world live. And I worked with my dad and mother down there till I was 26 years old. It didn't have the drugs that we have today, but there were other things that dragged people down.
1: The Vancouver in which Jimmy Patterson grew up looked very different than it does today. It was small and rough on the edges, a seaport town. The depression hit the city hard, an economic rebound not arriving until World War II. It was in this environment Jimmy's education began.
2: My education early on was to help others. I was always taught to give, 10%. I remember my dad, the first time he gave me my allowance, which was 50 cents, now he says, Jimmy, You gotta give the church five cents of the 50 cents. That's called tithing, 10%. It comes out of the Old Testament. And so I've always tithed all my life.
1: A recent act of his generosity was a $75 million donation to build the new St. Paul's Hospital in Vancouver. As an only child, his formal education began at home, learning from his mother, and then taking correspondence courses.
2: And then grade two to grade eight, I went to Brock School, 32nd in Maine. And after that, I went to John Otter High School. And after that, I went to university.
1: Summers meant church camp in Saskatchewan.
2: We went back to Saskatchewan. We were involved in the church, and I played in the orchestra. My dad led the singing. My mother taught Sunday school.
1: Any good stories from your camping experience? I met
2: my wife. It was in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. And uh, the wind came up and blew the ladies' tent down. And they asked all the boys to come and hold the tent. And that's how I met my wife, was in the middle of the night. They just had their
3: 70th wedding anniversary, and I think it's pretty cool. That's Cindy, one
1: of Jimmy's three children, who talked to us from her home office. It makes me pretty
3: proud to have, you know, parents who have been that long, uh, married that long and just a very, yeah, very strong values.
2: I couldn't have had a better wife. She uh, grew up in a family of seven. In Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I wasn't home a lot because when I got in the car business, we worked till 10 o'clock at night on the used car lot. And, of course, uh, on Saturdays we were open. So uh, I wasn't home a lot and she packed uh, most of the freight when it came to raising the children.
1: Jimmy worked for BOMAC, a GM car dealership franchise, for 10 years. He brought a lot to the business, like the time he capitalized on the BOMAC sign, a famous Vancouver landmark constructed in 1958. It stood 80 feet high with BOMAC spelled out in red neon letters over an orange background.
2: Well, at that time, it was the largest freestanding sign in the world. When I worked for the company, my boss gave me the OK. And we had Jack Webster, if you ever heard of him in Vancouver. He was a talk show guy and we had him at the top of the sign broadcasting. I took the used car lot up in Broadway and turned a third of it into a big checker game and had the uh, quarterback of the Vancouver Lions and uh, a right winger play checkers on the uh, used car lot to uh, start the sale and I sold a thousand and nineteen cars that month. I couldn't have had a better boss he was a tough boss and then he said we'll give they offered me half the business I didn't have any money and uh, I said I don't have money. He said don't worry Jimmy you can pay us out over the years. Then he said oh by the way you're going to have a partner. Your partner is going to be this person. So within 10 minutes, I told him I appreciated the opportunity, but I didn't want to be in partnership with the person that they were going to put me with. So he fired me and uh, I started to buy and sell used cars from my house next door to where I live right now.
1: So talk about starting off your own business because it's not easy. How'd you find the money?
2: Well, I needed $40,000 $40,000 to get started and I didn't have $40,000. In fact, I didn't have any money but I did have 7000 equity in my house. And so the Royal Bank said we will give you $40,000 if you'll give us your insurance policy guaranteed by your wife and we want you to sell your house and pay us down the $7,000, and we'll give you a loan of $40,000." And my wife came and signed, and I signed, and that's where we started.
1: Did you have a lot of no's
2: before
3: you got a yes?
2: I got three no's, and then I got a yes. He just didn't go to the bank. I
3: mean, he got turned down and turned down and turned down, and he remembered the people who were able to help him so that they would have confidence to give him that first loan. That was how he started to kick off the company. That was kind of the beginning point. And if someone hadn't been able to help him to get to that, uh, where he got that first loan, then who knows, right?
1: That's the silence we heard during lockdown. Since then, many businesses have needed help, particularly small businesses, It's estimated that Canada's small business debt is $135 billion. So what do we do to move forward? Some answers can be found in Jimmy's life experiences. Lesson number one, everyone's important and deserves to be heard.
2: I remember I was delivering groceries for a Chinese produce uh, store. The owner's name was Norman and he was my boss. It was around 26th and Main in Vancouver. And after school, I worked for him, and he was always very polite. And the people that are, it doesn't cost any more to be polite than not. Everybody's important.
3: This is several years ago now. Uh, We had supported the um, Vancouver General Hospital. We had done a project there. Anyway, one Saturday, uh, the phone rings and he answers the phone because there was no one else there to answer it, I suppose. And the gentleman says, oh, I'm looking for Jim Patterson. He goes, oh, I'm Jimmy. How can I help you? And he was a patient in the hospital and he had been trying to speak to someone. He had run out of toilet paper in his bathroom. And so he says, you know, I have rung the bell. I've talked to people and I simply cannot get toilet paper here. So Dad says, Can I have your name? Can I have your room number? So he took down all the information. And then Dad says, He goes, How did you come to call me? He goes, Well, I looked out the window and it says the Jim Pattison Pavilion. So I thought I would just call Jim Pattison. Like he actually had never heard, didn't know anything about him. Oh, Dad says, Okay, well that's fine. Thanks very much. I'll I'll see what I can do. So he hung up the phone and he, uh, I think he contacted the president of the uh, foundation over there and says, Listen, there's a problem in the hospital. <laughs> he says, Mr. We'll call him Mr. Schween for this, in, in room 403, needs some toilet paper. Anyway, the long and the short of it is the guy thanked him at the hospital. He said, Oh, I'm sorry. We'll make sure we'll take care of that. And I guess they were on it and no problem. So then, about uh, maybe a two hours later, the phone rings again, and uh, Dad picks it up. The patient then phones him. Oh, uh, Mr. Patterson says, I just wanted to let you know that I got the toilet paper and to thank you very much for <laughs> arranging to get that.
1: Words of wisdom number two. Be honest.
2: Above all, you got to be honest. It's very important to be honest. And I think one of the th- reasons that our company over the years has done okay is we have always, always been honest. We've never tried to cheat on our income tax or sales tax or the border, or the customer or the supplier. We want to do the right thing. And we've made a lot of mistakes. That's different. But when it comes to being honest or dishonest, we want to be sure that We and our company and our people are honest.
1: Don't be discouraged.
3: Number three. You know, I think his faith inspires him. I think he has a very strong faith. I think certainly out of all of those, faith that those strong values have have come. Caring for others and those types
2: of things. Sometimes things happen in your life that you have no control and you get hit. Then you take the, that and do the best of it. I had was fortunate enough to be brought up in a family that believed in God, a church, and church. We always had prayer in our home, and I was always taught to pray, which I still do every day. Don't be discouraged. If it doesn't work, then find out what does work for your objective, assuming your objective is sensible, reasonable, and able to accomplish, but don't give up. Set yourself objectives and go for it.
3: And a final piece of advice, give back. Dad will always say, it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have or you don't have, everybody can do a little something, whether it's volunteering or everybody can do a little something. And that's what is the fabric of our communities in so many ways. That's something that has been instilled in me. I don't really think about it because it's just a part of our family life of what we've been doing and involved with with different groups or people that come along. It's just something you do, right? The values that are instilled will ultimately lead anybody to success, right? It doesn't matter. It may not have a huge dollar sign attached to it, but they're successful in life, right? I mean, that's that's what's important. He just had a few other uh, financial (laughs) benefits along the way. Part two, what is
1: Amplify Canada?
0: We did a bigger restructure than we ever have in our organization, just based on the impact that we had in the pandemic. And you got thinking about, okay, well, you know, this is tough for us, but we've got the resources to get through it. We've seen in different areas of the country some markets that haven't been as impacted and some that have been more severely.
1: Rod Schween is president of Pattison Media. His office is in a simple one-story 1970s building, a few blocks from the Thompson River in Kamloops, British Columbia. In the office with him was Kate Marshall, his assistant and assistant to the executive team. What's it
0: like for somebody that you know, it was like my folks just starting out in business. And I remember mom and dad lived through the early 80s of 23%, 24% interest rates. And it went on for about the same length that we've been in the pandemic now. Had that gone on much longer, I don't know that their business would have survived.
1: When Jimmy Patterson chose Rod, he knew they shared remarkably similar backgrounds. Both come from humble beginnings. Both have a deep respect for their immigrant parents and both remember being raised with strong work ethics and values.
0: My folks were both German immigrants. They came to Canada with like literally $5 each in their pockets. I'm the first one of our family born in Canada. My brother was born in in Germany before mom and dad came over.
1: Rod's family homesteaded in High Prairie, Alberta, 350 kilometers north of Edmonton. It's flat and cold and surrounded by lakes. A quiet community. The population has always hovered around 2,500. You mentioned that your parents were small business owners. So, what kind of business did they have?
0: I think my mom was the one that had the background in business because her father was a shoemaker in Germany, and at that time, the oldest son normally followed in the father's footsteps and turned out that my uncle was quite a renowned artist. He's redone some of the chapels in Europe. So in order for him to go to art school, my mom became a shoemaker so that the oldest brother could go away to art school. And so she worked for my grandfather for a while and then opened her own shoemakers shop in Germany. My dad was a boilermaker for steam engine, of all things. And even though steam engines were on the way out, you know, in the late 40s, I think he needed gloves or his apron fixed or something. And, of course, he went to the local shoemaker. So that's how he met my mom. And they had kind of two choices. It was either come to Canada or go to South Africa. And they decided that they were coming to Canada. And, you know, for a long time they worked in various businesses. But once they got to northern Alberta, you know, eventually they homesteaded as well. They got into wholesale fuel and then retail fuel, and uh, and eventually, believe it or not, ended up with a couple of motorcycle dealerships. So I always joke that Jimmy's got a motorcycle mechanic running his broadcast division.
1: Rod became president of Patterson Media in 2012.
0: My parents and I decided that racing would be a good way to promote the business. It was my interests in motorcycles that kind of led to mom and dad having a shop. And like any young boy, I you know, was interested in snowmobiles and motorcycles and whatnot. And ours was a motorcycle dealership and a, and a gas station.
1: When Shell Canada told Rod's father they wanted a cut of his snowmobile sales or they'd take the dealership away, his father struck out on his own. He started a small business and to promote it, Rod raced for a while. But then he became interested in something entirely different. They
0: started a little radio station in my hometown. I got to do a little color commentary and the next thing I was doing play by play. Then I was a volunteer at the station and six months later I was the station manager because I had the most seniority.
1: Rod, like Jim Patterson, learned to work hard at a young age.
0: I can remember coming home for lunch from school and if there were customers at the front desk, you served the customer and you ate your sandwich on the way back to school. There was no question about it. That's just how it was done, right? That was customer service. And so you learn a work ethic very young.
1: We can thank Rod's parents, in part, for Amplify Canada.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think back to quite often to my folks, and that's why we started this program really, was you just realize in order for a business like ours and the larger Patterson organization overall to be successful, how many Small businesses, how many individuals you count on to do business with you, and it's literally thousands, right? We probably have 3,500 clients at any given time across all of our different radio stations. And I did a report for corporate office at one point in the pandemic, and it got to like 80,000 lines. And it made me think of all those businesses across the 30 or so communities that we do business in that are out there. And what are they going through? I thought this is really our chance to give back and highlight some of the folks that make a difference in our communities. And in the end, we hope to promote between 5,000 and 10,000 businesses across Western Canada through the Amplify Canada program across all of our radio, television and online platforms. Amplify Port Alberni. Amplify Nanaimo. Amplify Vancouver. Amplify Calgary. Amplify.
1: Amplify Edmonton. Amplify the Battleford. Amplify Prince Albert and area. Amplify Winnipeg. Calls for nominations to amplify local small businesses were broadcast on Pattison Media's three TV and 48 radio stations and included their 17 online portals.
0: That could be something great that they do as far as a charity. There's Gary's Deli in Kamloops here, for example, that through last winter helped feed a bunch of homeless folks Every Saturday, there's a a local group called Out of the Cold that would go and put together sandwiches and Gary's Deli would donate. And until a friend of ours came and told us that story when I was telling her about Amplify Canada, you sometimes don't know those things are going on in your community.
1: Within the first month, Amplify Canada received over 1,000 nominations, Kate Marshall organizes them. I am very excited. I am a former small business owner myself, and so I really, really can relate and understand the sleepless nights, the intense work ethic that small business owners across our country have to embody. We are culling through, organizing thematically, and preparing some amazing stories for the Amplify Canada podcast from these nominations. Here's just some of the many small businesses that have been nominated. As diverse, broad, and beautiful as the land they come from.
0: And today we honor Pyromania Pottery. Creating and showcasing local pottery in Oceanside. Tip of the hat to McKenzie, Guardside, and Associates. They were nominated as an Amplify North Island business. They've been volunteering and donating to uh, countless charities. Amplify Nanaimo. NRC Hobby Shop is this week's nominee. Amplify Vancouver,
1: sweet and sassy pâtisserie, are queer-owned, vegan, and amp their community by donating food, items for auctions, and a portion of revenue to nonprofit and charities. One Fish, Two Fish Seafood Market in Langley bring chemical-free, wild, and sustainable seafood choices to the community. They also aid the Langley Hospice Society and the local food bank. Amplify Merit. Kakuli Cafe, Coffee and Bannock, a cafe like no other. Traditional, cultural, aboriginal ambience with light powwow music, aboriginal art, jewelry, and most of all, aboriginal cuisine.
3: Well, today we would like to tip our hats to Oodle Noodle.
1: They've donated over $150,000 to charities in and around Edmonton. Edmonton's greatest hits up 99.3. Congratulations to Backbeat Music. Backbeat Music School gives kids a place to connect gives them a place to learn new things and gain all sorts of confidence in a great community environment. CJ's
0: Market has actually been nominated, but then I also got a text in from somebody else who said, that's the only place where I can find apple butter
1: like my dad used
3: to make. And what was that business you nominated? Crystal Sweet Station. It's a business that she just opened this year. We
1: are getting so many great stories about local businesses we have got a nomination in the winner from Friday, Reed's Baskets and Things. Reed Lehner of Prince Albert does this along with his mom, started it a few years ago, and these baskets look phenomenal. The
0: Pattison-wide company has gone behind something called Amplify Winnipeg.
1: Right now we're featuring Finn McCool's, Parkline Coffee, and We Heart Winnipeg. Helping out is what Rod and Pattison Media's Amplify Canada hopes to do. By shining light on small businesses... That are the fabric of our communities. Did you think it would
0: be this big? Yeah, I mean, I hoped it would, but you know, there's always that little bit in the back of your mind that wonders, you know, will people really get on board and and will it matter to people? And I'm glad to see that it, you know, does. I, I knew it would would matter to some folks and that it would hit a heartstring or people would realize just how much these businesses mean to our the fabric of our country and and our communities. If we can save one small business in this country that makes a difference to their local community. You know, that's just our hope in this. Amplified. 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 Amplified.
1: Just a sampling of what's coming? Podcasts featuring small businesses run by Indigenous families, new immigrants or families that have been in Canada for generations. Neighbourhoods that came together during the pandemic. People with astonishing generosity in the face of adversity. Inventors and innovators. Women who've changed careers. Businesses that successfully moved online. Beloved bookstores, pubs, restaurants, corner stores and salons. It's all coming on Amplify Canada. 12 podcasts. Every second Thursday of the month. Till Thursday. For more information on Amplify
2: Canada go to PattersonMedia.com.